Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The 11 to 1 show. Over the weekend, the annual 16 Days of Action global campaign aimed at raising awareness and taking action to end domestic violence and gender-based abuse began. And this year, LMFM is supporting Women's Aid Dundalk, Drogheda Women and Children's Refuge and Meath Women's Refuge. We're highlighting their work and support services for victims of domestic abuse. So for the duration of the campaign, we're going to be focusing on key issues from fundraising efforts to understanding the signs of coercive control and emotional abuse. And we're also going to be hearing from survivors over the station. Joining me now to give us an overview of the campaign though is Frances Hayward. She's Fundraising and Communications Manager at Mead Women's Refuge. Uh, you're very, very welcome, Frances. Thank you so much for joining me in studio this morning. Thanks so much, Now It's so much to be here. Now, Saturday, the 16 Days of Action campaign officially launched. Can you tell us more about the campaign and how it all came about? Yeah, so it's been over 30 years actually this campaign has run as a global um, campaign, the 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence and really it started in America and it's UN um, sort of led and endorsed now and really it's to raise awareness globally and like encourage people to take action against violence against women across the globe so in Ireland it's um, women's organisations domestic violence services um, and others have have all come on board over the last number of years really it's it's an opportunity to speak out and, and to educate people Absolutely, and such an important campaign. So why does it run for 16 days specifically? Is there a special sort of significance to the number 16 or how does that work? Well, I guess violence against women, I was actually just reading the UN site there uh, this morning um, and they say themselves, violence against women and girls remains the most pervasive human rights violation around the world. So it's such the scale, I think, of the problem globally. It's not just in Ireland. It's not an isolated problem we have here. Really, it's a global issue, uh, violence against women and girls. And I think the 16 days gives that full sort of scope really to to talk about the issue and to raise awareness of it uh, and what action can be taken. Um, and even globally, um, it's estimated one in three women have experienced violence uh, during their lifetime. And in Ireland, the, the statistics would be one in four women have experienced abuse from a current or former partner. So it's a very widespread, um, entrenched problem really that we have in society and I think the 16 days gives that full um, amount of time for it and it begins of course on the 25th of November which is the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women and ends on the 10th of December which is International Human Rights Day. 
And when you say statistics like that, like one in three and one in four, like they are so, so stark and so prevalent. So as you rightly say, like 16 days, like is that even enough time to kind of to, to, to make our points and to and to make sure things are, are being sort of issues like this are being raised and, and, and there's an awareness around it. Now, over the years, we unfortunately hear so much about physical violence against women in domestic violence situations, but not all of the abuse suffered by women is actually physical. We're seeing a lot more, you know, women experiencing coercive control and emotional abuse as well. Yeah, that's right. And I suppose some of our take on that would be we feel, you know, coercive control, emotional, psychological abuse has always been there. But what we're seeing in the last number of years is a is a great increase, I think, in awareness around it. And in Ireland, we've seen obviously a change in the legislation as well. So in 2018, the Domestic Violence Act made coercive control an offence, an illegal offence um, in Ireland for the first time. And we're seeing cases come through the courts now around coercive control. Um, Coco's law as well in 2020, you know, made the the non-consensual sharing of explicit images illegal as well. So I think we've seen real progress in that in Ireland over the last number of years. And I think, you know, the campaigns during COVID as well, I think there was a real heightened awareness around domestic abuse and it can take many forms. Um, And I think that's that's uh, helped people to come forward and seek help. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be exploring more during this week about, you know, signs, red flags, that kind of thing around coercive control. Absolutely. So, you know, we're highlighting this form of abuse as well, because as you say, it's quite difficult to spot. And often the parent person experiencing the emotional or coercive control can sort of be made to feel like they're losing their mind or that it's all in their head a little bit. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, coercive control is um, by definition a pattern of controlling or, or threatening behaviour. So, you know, one of the, 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 the one of the number one signs that you would see or the first uh, sort of warning signs around that really are control, sort of um, monitoring people's movements, mm. restricting um, access to friends and family and really resulting in an isolation of of a woman within um, her own sort of social circle. And that's very, very common. Um, and I think that, you know, um, there's in terms of criticism um negativity putting people down eroding their self-esteem yeah. i think that's very much uh, part and parcel of of patterns of coercive control and really um there it, it can be uh, mind games are a part of mm-hmm. that as well you know in terms of how people can question their own judgment or their own sense of reality but again we would see that very often like that's a very common um, I suppose tool of, of that abusers or perpetrators would take in, ter- in trying to kind of wear someone down or you know keep their world very very small um, and uh, you know I suppose it, it can make it more and more difficult then for women as they are seeking help and you know people often do doubt themselves a yeah. lot and they say I'm, am I imagining this is this real you know maybe this is my fault mm. um, and really what we would say to people um, and we would always say is to if it feels wrong it likely is wrong, you know, and to trust your own instincts. Um, and if something doesn't feel right, to talk to somebody, to reach out, to look for that help. Um, and ourselves in in Meath Women's Refuge and Strada and Dundalk, the refuges there, we all, we the three services have twenty four hour helplines, um, and really the the, the 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 helplines are there for for women to pick up the phone to talk through what they're experiencing, um, and and to share it with somebody else. Um, and our our staff would have had a lot of experience in in this and and be able to offer advice or to talk through what you're experiencing 
experiencing really um, and to see uh, to, to see how we can help or what the next steps would be. And that's absolutely key as well to talk to somebody about this because it, it's not in your head and that's as you rightly say one of the tools that perpetrators will use all the time and things like look what you've made me do as well that's a big one th- as well with, with regards to this. Are you seeing the numbers increase? I mean, we mentioned statistics there. Are you seeing the the numbers increase, the amount of women that are reaching out? And also, do you see it increase around this time of the year, Frances? We do, absolutely. So, um, and even as you mentioned there about, you know, things people would say, I think using sort of alcohol as an excuse as Mm -hmm. well is something that would come up often um, that that we would hear. But like we're having a very, very, you know, really probably since the onset of COVID, we've seen a big increase in the number of women coming forward for support. And this year is probably our our busiest year ever. Um, We've had, I think, a June this year, we were at the same numbers of women who had stayed in refuge as the whole of last year. So in a six month period, we had the same numbers as 12 wow. months last okay. year. So the phones are busy, refuge is busy. We've already had to, um, uh, unfortunately, say no to over 300 oh. women that we're looking for support this year. And we do have a good support network with other refuges in the northeast where we will, you know, in North Dublin and of Drodden and Dawk and others, where if we have space, we mm. can offer it to people. But unfortunately, um, there, there aren't enough refuge spaces in Ireland. Like across the entire country, I think there's 140 refuge spaces. And by sort of international standards, we should have around a minimum of 450. Mm. So we're very far behind where we need to be. And that is improving uh, sort of slowly as as new new refuge beds are, are being put in place and ourselves in, in Meath we're hoping to have a new refuge in the next year or two um, but yeah it's, it, there's, there's, there's really I suppose high demand for um, for, for refuge um, but also the, the phone lines are very busy and our other services as well in court so um, th- th- there is very high demand um, but we would Christmas is and you'd asked about Christmas there yeah. I think um, uh, we I was just chatting to someone about it this morning we do see, um, I suppose, Christmas can be quite an uncertain time as well, and this kind of high high emotion. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of of families and and women that want to make Christmas okay for their children mm. as well. Um, and you know, we would see cases even of Christmas being used as, um, you know, control over Christmas or money for presents or yeah. food or even things like that being used as tools of abuse. So I think it can be a very difficult time for for women who are who are in abusive relationships trying to navigate that and make Christmas you know trying to keep Christmas together and um, particularly for children but we do um, often see a, a big increase in calls and starting in Stevens's day really okay. Okay. Um, so we, we, we do get a lot of contact and obviously it can be a very difficult time as well when schools are closed you know mm. people might be again more more isolated than usual if they're not seeing their their usual colleagues or, or different people so yeah again we just encourage anyone that's experiencing difficulties in the run up to Christmas to, to get in touch with us. When you say things like, you know, that there's not enough room and you have to sometimes say no to your particular service and, and, and maybe refer to them elsewhere, like it's, that's soul destroying, that's so frustrating. How can we help? How can we support? Because you do rely so much on our generosity. Yeah, and I think the the, the the three refugees that are involved in the in the campaign this year in Louth and Meath, uh, we're all really grateful for the support that we get from the community, from businesses. Uh, like in Meath Women's Refuge, we've been there since 1987. So we've a really kind of strong presence in the community and we're so lucky uh, to get that support. But we get core funding from the state that would cover staff salaries, but additional services that we provide like counselling, play therapy, um, food and clothes particularly as well for, for women and families that come in. That's 100% funded 
funded through donations and grants. Um, so yeah, every year we're we're you know we're we're trying to raise money and, and we do get a lot of support. But if people can um, support their local refuges this Christmas, it really means an awful lot. And I know I think on the LMF. FM website there's contact details for the three refuges Um, and we have a fundraising page as well um, for this campaign it's idonate.ie forward slash fundraiser forward slash LMFM and any donations made to that page are shared equally between um, Eath Women's Refuge, uh, Women's Aid Dundalk and Drada Women and Children's Refuge and go directly then really to support the families we're working with Fantastic. And that's what we're hoping to do through, through the campaign. Now, you know, you do see women obviously at rock bottom and, you know, when they arrive at your door, they have been through so much. But the key thing for, for people to remember is when they do arrive at your door, that's a humongous step to rebuilding their lives, isn't it, Francis? It is. And, you know, we see we see the refuge as a place of hope, um, you know, and it can be very difficult to take that first step, whether it's a phone call or, or coming in. But really, it can be a, a huge turning point as well and we absolutely see women come through that and rebuild and go on to, to, to much better lives you know and even like we'd we at, at times have, have women that have stayed with us to come back um, you know and often you know giving a donation or, or you're just making contact um, and we've had uh, women that have come back with their their. there was a lady that came back um, at, at um, a year or two ago with her now adult children to kind of tell them her story and, and to say this is where it all changed for me um, and even, you know, people who've commented that I'm not the same woman as I was when I came mm. here, you know, came here. But it, it can be a long journey for people. And um, I think, you know, the refuge is, you know, and, and we do provide the refuge accommodation, but we also have a kind of a comprehensive outreach service, you know, for women that are maybe not staying in refuge, but that we meet in the community or we support through the courts um, and a children's programme as well. So we work with a lot of families, that, you know, in refuge, but also outside yeah. of refuge. So um, I, th- I think it's... Uh, yeah, like it's whatever stage you're at on your journey, and um, we'd really invite people to make contact if you need support, and we'll do the best we can to to help. I've no doubt you will. I re- I really think that what you're doing is is tremendous. If anyone is listening, affected by the discussion, uh, how can they reach you guys specifically? We do have all the supports, by the way, on lmfm.ie. But how can they reach you specifically? So, uh, Meath Women's Refuge, our website is www.dvservicesmeath.ie and our phone number is 1800 and the other, the numbers are on um, the lmfm.ie as well, the website, so we'd encourage people to reach out absolutely Absolutely. Francis thank you so much for joining me today and for going through all of that and uh, I'm sure we will chat to you again as the 16 days progress but thank you so much for taking the time this morning thanks so much Sinead thanks a million so over as I mentioned over the course of the next few days and weeks here in the station on all of the shows we are going to be covering different aspects of gender based violence abuse uh, different uh, support systems in place fundraising efforts all of that all of the information can be found lmfm.ie The 11 to 1 show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.